episode 172 of the BizTalk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. Manufacturing is certainly part of the backbone of the Wichita economy. This week, we handed out the 2020 Manufacturing Wholesale and Distribution Awards. It's the sixth year for these awards. In that time, we've recognized 102 companies. Four companies have been named to the Manufacturing Wholesale Distribution Awards Hall of Fame. And we had two more this year. We'll hear from the CEOs of Moorage Manufacturing, Grasshopper Mowers, and Great Plains Industries on today's podcast. First, the big story in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. We feature profiles of all 13 honorees in the Wichita Business Journal's Manufacturing Wholesale Distribution Awards. Ten companies, three individuals, all of them help drive the economy in south-central Kansas. Those profiles begin on page 13. We also mark the passing of an important Wichita business leader, Bill Cohen. He's co-founder of the IMA Financial Group. We look back on Bill's career on page 4. This week's list, the Wichita area's largest retirement communities. That's on page 6. Part of our mission is to help you grow your business. Each week, we provide business intelligence on things like new real estate deals, bankruptcies, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, court judgments. Our leads section this week begins on page 35. Equity Bank has been our sponsor from the start, episode one. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Well, again, 2020 marks the sixth year for our Manufacturing Wholesale and Distribution Awards. We honored 10 companies and three individuals. Two companies were named overall excellence winners. The Business Journal thinks it's important to recognize companies that have created a legacy of achievement and commitment to the community. And that's why we created the Manufacturing Wholesale and Distribution Hall of Fame. And again this year, we thank AGH for sponsoring the Hall of Fame Awards. In 2018, we honored JR Custom Metal Products and Johnson Controls. In 2019, the Bradbury Company and McGinty Machine. This year, we had two companies that have been repeat winners in the Manufacturing, Wholesale, and Distribution Awards. Moorage Manufacturing, the Grasshopper Company, and Great Plains Industries. Moorage Manufacturing got its start in the 1950s back on the family farm of Elbert and Marvell Guyer and Osborne. Elbert developed a portable, recirculating batch grain dryer. It turned out to be a significant innovation for the agricultural industry. Albert's son, Stan, painted that prototype. He's now the company's president and CEO. The company moved to Mount Ridge in 1958. After acquiring Grasshopper mowing products, Moorage was able to roll out the first commercially viable zero-turn radius mower. Here's Stan. So what do you owe your company's many years of success? Well, of course, success is defined by what your customers say, just like quality. So, uh, you know, it, it um, begs to bring up the fact that Briggs & Stratton, for example, is a very old company, and they just uh, filed for bankruptcy. And uh, so longevity does not make success. But uh, quite frankly, uh, the thing that we think that uh, has made us successful is the employees that we've had, creativeness of the employees, both in manufacturing, product development, testing, uh, and this type of thing. 
to make us formidable out in the marketplace. Um, the, uh, I think one of the things that we've done is transition from ag. As you know, we uh, started as an ag-based company, in fact, in Osborne, Kansas. So right. uh, on, on the farm, in fact. Uh, and we were able to transition from strictly ag <clears throat> to um, the turf industry, which is uh, involved marketing methods and uh, people and this type of thing. So we made a successful transition in that. Was, was there a turning point in your company's history that impacted your path to success? Well, I think the, uh, looking back on that, uh, we uh, made the decision uh, many years ago, we were uh, uh, leading uh, edge in development of uh, equipment and this type of thing. Like we were one of the first to put powder paint in, CNC equipment, uh, uh, robotics. And uh, we, saw the people going to China to get products made uh, cheaper and this type of thing. And we made the decision uh, because of the quality of Chinese products and this type of thing to go with uh, automation uh, and compete on that level rather than buying. And, uh, you know, looking back, that was a tremendous decision because it, it, like this last uh, COVID uh, situation, we were able to supply parts this type of thing uh, that a lot of people relying on China were not able to compete. How have you managed through this pandemic? This, uh, this pandemic was very trying situation, as you know, and it was a day-to-day situation. Uh, early on, we had many meetings over the weekend and this type of thing, making decisions on what to do. Uh, we made the decision uh, because we had uh, letters uh, saying we were a central uh, supplier to the U.S. government and uh, uh, to the farm community. And so we uh, took the lead and went ahead and produced through the whole uh, procedure. Uh, we were very fortunate in that our HR team and our safety uh, came up with a plan. We implemented it. Uh, for example, not uh, anybody that uh, exceeded the 50 mile radius weren't able to, uh, had to be in quarantine until they were approved. And uh, the uh, employees took it serious. Uh, if they were exposed or felt they were exposed, they uh, self-quarantined, let us know until it was proven uh, that they, you know, they weren't exposed. Uh, and I would say that we have not had any cases of um, virus in, in the plant and we've been very fortunate the employees uh, have not brought any in and have not been exposed so uh, uh, but it um, it has changed the way we've done business for example the marketing the, the fact that the shows are not uh, happening like the state fairs uh, the uh, some of our major shows like in Italy and this type of thing is existing but we're using uh, the internet to make up for the loss of inquiries so we feel real good about that. Um, so the, and the supply chain, you know, we work through this. Uh, uh, numerous dealers have complimented us on the fact that they were not left with uh, a supply of parts. They, they had their parts just as normal and uh, whole goods. And they really applaud the fact that we supported them and kept them active. 
take a look down the road. What's your strategy to carry your company into the future? You've had so many years of success. What is the future like and what's your strategy? Well, uh, that's, that's, that's a very good question. The, uh, we've been you know, manufacturing here since 1958. And uh, at that time we learned how to uh, work lean uh, because we were very underfunded. And uh, so we didn't have excess and uh, ran the lean company. We will continue that policy. Uh, we are very uh, conscious of inventory levels. We have special programs and we monitor the uh, dealer inventory uh, as long as it's in their possession, whether it's paid for or not. And uh, so we feel that, that uh, inventory control has been the demise of a lot of companies, and uh, we uh, plan on being very successful uh, in monitoring the inventory control, or <coughs> the dealer inventory. Uh, we do feel that quality has gotten us to where we're at, and we uh, feel that we're going to maintain quality not quantity, but quality of the product and, and dealer level. Uh, so things like that, uh, we continue to uh, pursue automation. Uh, and we implemented robots, uh, one of the first in the welding. Uh, we've uh, one of the first to introduce CNC equipment, and we were the first in the area to introduce powder paint. So uh, we feel that we'll continue that. Great Plains Industries is a leader in the fuels transfer and liquid metering markets. The company serves industrial, commercial, and retail customers in diverse industries such as agriculture, manufacturing, construction, and mining. President and CEO Victor Lukic says their theme is, it's all about innovation. Great Plains was founded in 1972. It has 300 employees, 280 of which are local. Victor, to what do you owe your company's many years of success? Well, it's a good question. I think it boils down to uh, two fundamental things. Uh, the big one, uh, of course, is the culture. You know, from the time that um, Chuck started the company, he always had this, uh, you know, we're still family owned. Uh, there's a number of people that are stockholders in the company, but it's still very tightly privately held. Um, and and as a result, we do things uh, for the right reasons and we do them for, for the long haul. You know, we, we kind of look into the future and think about, well, uh, what will ultimately lead us to the success? And we're not always pushing for the return on investment in the next quarter, right? So that's a, that's a big one because I think when you do things for the right reasons, things tend to work out for, for the best. Um, and, and I think the other thing that Chuck did right out of the gate was that he realized that the company is always about the people. And, and, and really, it's only about the people. Because if, if the people leave, you don't have a company, you have liquidation value. And so, um, you know, we have a lot of people that, that have been, we've only been around for a little over 50 years, but we have a number of people that have worked with us for more than 40 years. Um, so, you know, all, all that accumulates to, to, I think, create a culture that has very high sustainability. And then in our practice is that we're kind of a flat organization. We don't pay a whole lot of attention to, uh, you know, titles and hierarchy. It's like if you go talk to somebody that can help you and it doesn't matter, you know, how we're structurally set up. And, and all of that is 
enveloped in, in our mission statement. Uh, co coincidentally, we went through a, a, a kind of a mission statement building exercise some years back. Uh, and the mission statement was, was we, we didn't even know who did it at the time, but it turned out it was Susan. It was, it was Chuck's daughter, the, the chairman of our company. But, you know, the mission statement is very simple. We, we make useful, dependable product, innovative product uh, that people need, right? So anytime you're building a product that people need um, and you do that well, you're going to be around. I mean, especially if you do it better than, than other. Um, and we make fuel transfer equipment. We fuel equipment and we control liquid. I mean, that's fundamentally what we do as a company. And that's essential. That's essential. Was there a turning point in your company's history that impacted its path to success? Yeah, you know, I've been asked that before by, by a number of different people. I, I don't know that there was ever, I don't think there was ever a turning point. I think the company has been on the trajectory from the, you know, from when Chuck created it back in 68. Um, all along, it's kind of started like this, and it just continued to, to uh, and, and you think about how that all happened. Well, um, you know, Chuck solved the need for Lear. Lear was making, they needed, they needed a solution for their HVAC system, and he had it. You know, so all these ups and downs the aircraft industry goes through, one of the downs, he was laid off, and he went and he made the solution for Lear anyway, uh, and then uh, Bill Lear bought it. And, and that's, how, that's how the company was started. And it's been the same ever since. Uh, and our evolution has been the same. Um, and, and, and we've never lost sight of building product that is need-based, that people genuinely need. And then we make it so that there's a few things that we want. Now, like everybody needs transportation to get to work, right? They need a car. There's no public stuff. But, you know, they want a Porsche. They might be too rich, right? So they'll, they'll opt for reliability. They'll want leather seats, you know, good radio and all that kind of stuff. So as long as you understand what people need and you give them also what, what they want, um, you know, that's, a, that's a pretty good success formula. And I don't know that we ever had a turning point. I think it's kind of been like that uh, from the beginning of time. Right. How have you managed through this pandemic? Well, as I mentioned a couple of different times, we make a essential product. You know, people, the tractors and the farms uh, need to get fueled up, and we, that's what we do. Construction equipment has got to move, trucks that are moving food and all that. I mean, that's all, that's all critical. Uh, we've, done, we've done well. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like, I don't want to say it too loud, you know what I mean? Because I know there's a lot of people hurting, and, and in fact, the, our, our GPV, the family, company that owns all of this you know the hotel you could imagine is not doing as well as we are but we've done exceptionally well and there's been two uh, very important reasons that's made that possible for us uh, one of the big ones is that over the yeah, i've been with the company for about eight years and we've worked very hard to you know, implementing Lean and Six Sigma and all that stuff. But the real the intent behind all of that was that we had ability to scale the operation, the production output. And, and that's, that's been extremely fruitful. I mean, we've, we've been able to scale up um, essentially uninterrupted. Uh, we were able to adapt very, very, very quickly. The other thing that we did, and, you know, I've always, um, I've, in my previous companies, in my previous life, 
I spent a lot of time in Asia Pacific, uh, too much time in Asia Pacific. Never been a fan of any of that stuff, even though, uh, you know, my former company did exceptionally and still does exceptionally well. But um, we started onshoring uh, components uh, pretty much from when I came on board. I, I had this sort of drive, a vision that we as a company would get everything as close to us as we can um, and, and make sure that the critical suppliers are, are, are good, strong relationships, strong partnerships. Uh, they were reliable, dependable. So we build everything here in Wichita. I mean, we wind motors for our pumps right here in this facility that I'm talking to you from. So we've onshored um, pretty much anything that was possible to onshore, we brought it onshore. And that saved us because when, when, it, when, you know, when it hit the fan, um, you couldn't bring anything across the Pacific. Nobody could bring it in. So, you know, um, and even internally uh, in our country here, it was the essential suppliers that kind of kept on going. And, uh, <clears throat> and that, was, that was critical. And, and, and that was, uh, in many ways, that was a lifesaver. Looking down the road, what is your strategy to carry Great Plains Industries into the future? I, I think that we live to our mission statement. Continue to build product that's useful, that people need, and make sure that it's at, at its core and that, that we do that very, very well. Uh, our core competence is manufacturing pumps. We know how to design them. We know how they work. We understand the hydraulics. We're very good pump engineers. And we're also really good at measurement, liquid measurement engineers. Uh, I don't think we're going to take our eye off of that. Uh, maybe never, uh, because all of that is very essential to civilization. I think we're going to keep, keep the heat on. The culture is deeply embedded in our company now. The manufacturing capability, Lean Six Sigma is a way that we, you know, way of life. Um, we will continue to cultivate uh, relationships with suppliers that are onshore. I think that's all uh, uh, very, very important for the survival. Uh, and I think innovation. I mean, I think if you're not constantly innovating, you know, if we're not, you know, right now we're very heavily focused on the user experience. So what does the user experience look like with our product? Uh, and then we work, we work really hard to put ourselves into the user's shoes and say, okay, how, what could we do to make the user experience better? and provide them with something that they genuinely need. Congratulations once again to our new Hall of Famers and to all the 2020 winners of the Manufacturing Wholesale and Distribution Awards. Don't forget you can see all their profiles in the weekly edition. We know you're facing challenging times and we invite you to help us tell your story. Please contact us if you want to share your experiences. You can reach me at bROy at bizjournals.com. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 172. We hope you're doing well. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. 
Visit them today at equitybank.com backslash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.